0: Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this fear party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, Episode 3. Well, hello there, Fear Boss. Hi. Yo, what's up? Uh, I always am like, how do I start the show? I haven't really figured out what my vibe is there, but yeah, yeah what's up, Fear Boss? Sounds good right now. It feels right. Um, where are you listening? Are you in your car right now? Maybe you're getting ready for work. Maybe you're in the shower. Maybe you are winding down your day. Maybe you're out running errands and you're between Target and the grocery store. I don't know about you, but one of my favorite places to listen to a podcast is getting ready in my bathroom because I hate getting ready. Oh my God. Um, I, I just loathe it, but my podcasts give me a little dose of inspiration and a little entertainment. So maybe you're getting ready for your day. Either way, I am so glad you're here. Thank you for listening. You know what? Throw me a DM on the Instagram and tell me where you listen to this podcast. Uh, the most. I, I would love to hear from you. And if you don't know, uh, now you know this is the Fear Boss Show. It's a show obsessed with making you braver. And today you are in for a treat. We are talking about habits and rituals, and more specifically, the habits and the rituals that are going to get you to the finish line, not just January 30th, but on December 31st, 2020, and beyond. So today, I want you to steal some of the habits and the rituals that have changed my life and my business the most specifically, the top three, uh, so that you can sort of steal them for yourself and incorporate them into your life and into your business. And let me let me tell you something first. Habits for your boss. Habits take guts. It's not easy to make changes in your life and it's always uncomfortable to set boundaries at first. Remember, scary things never get less scary and uncomfortable things never really feel less uncomfortable, but you will get stronger. We've just got to build the muscle. So habits and and sticking to them, fear boss, takes guts, takes grit, takes courage, but it's critical. So today, that's what we're going to focus on. I'm going to peel back the layers, and share three daily habits and rituals that I use personally and professionally. And it's really been a big part of my momentum. And that's really the theme this month, momentum. So I didn't want to have that conversation alone today, so I brought in a co-host to the podcast studio, and I am so excited to share her with you and officially introduce her to you, Uh, but she's going to help me jam out on this topic, and Fear Boss fam, we've got Amanda Zahner in the studio with me today. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Judy. I'm so excited to be here. I love this. Okay, so we're running two fear experiments right now. So Fear Boss fam, I'm running a fear experiment because I've never had a co-host on a podcast. Okay. This is episode number three. So I've never, I mean, I've, recorded three podcasts and this is my first time ever bringing in a co-host and you should have seen amanda and i setting up the mics last night and googling everything and texting my producer and like how do we do this and we figured it out and that's so amazing um but amanda's running a fear experiment right now
1: oh i'm absolutely running a fear experiment right now and we're gonna see how this goes but i had to wake up this morning and give myself a pep talk like uh you'll be fine you will survive the day no matter what but that's the beauty of a
0: fear experiment oh my god you can't fuck up a fear experiment that's it let that land for a second fear boss. It's the beauty of being a fear scientist. If you are just experimenting, you cannot fuck it up. So you can do a podcast and maybe you hate doing podcasting and then you say, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to try that anymore. Or you show up for something new in your life and you give it a go. And if it doesn't feel right or it doesn't work, you take a stab at something new, but give yourself some grace and keep moving forward. And that leans right into our big idea and the big theme for this month, which is all about momentum. So I had to bring a man. and you're probably wondering who the F is Amanda and why is she in Judy's office and what's the story and why does she have her on? So let me just give you a little clip notes version on who Amanda is and why she's in here with me today. So Amanda is my CFO, my chief financial officer. Uh, She is the head of client experiences at my company, Holla Production. She's my friend, my right-hand woman, and a total boss, an absolute OG fear boss. She just left last year in September, a 20-year career in corporate America with Procter & Gamble to work for me full-time. She has a small side hustle where she takes a few efficiency coaching clients a year, and we can lean into that in just a second because I'll link to her in the show notes. But Amanda left a 20-year career with Procter & Gamble, was an event boss, and that's what we say in the hospitality industry. She was in events and live events for almost 20 years, and that was a massive fear experiment, wasn't for you last year?
1: Oh, my gosh. We have been together for about two years, and through that time I have done fear experiment after fear experiment, but definitely leaving that job in September to dive in into this, to what we truly believe in, and. Fear and courage, and making a difference in our own lives, and then that ripple effect into others has been the biggest fear experiment, but by far the greatest payoff.
0: Oh, I love that, <laughs> and amazing. I feel like I feel like that needs to be an episode for the Fear Boss Fam at some point because I think there's a lot of fear bosses that may be listening right now who are in this transition place. Maybe they are in a job working a nine to five, they're in corporate America, or they're someplace and they're stuck, and they want to know how to get unstuck. They want to know how to have the courage to leave a twenty year career, to leave the paycheck, the 401k, the salary, and go live life on your own terms. Now, that doesn't happen overnight. You there was there's a story behind how you got to where you are today, and it's a story, fear boss, that we'll tell at some point on this podcast. But I just wanted to share that information about Amanda because she's an OG, she's a real boss, but she's also an efficiency coach. Are you still taking clients this year? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Tyler Productions is cranking it out in
1: 2020. Yeah. yeah. A podcast, the audio book is coming out, so things are really busy here. But I have a few spots left. So, like you said, if you're interested, check out the show notes. But I'm yeah. ready to get busy on. This I love podcast. it. Let's get busy
0: on it, But yeah, I'll link to Amanda and all the things in the show notes if you want to learn more about her, follow her on the gram, sign up for her newsletter, all the stuff. Uh, But Amanda is here because she is an efficiency guru and an efficiency expert. She is, uh, like I said, the right hand in my business, and we both are obsessed. We geek out over the topic of habits and rituals and uh, the high-performance habits specifically that will keep you in forward momentum, and I really believe you know, powerful habits have been a massive secret to my success. I mean, you know, being obsessed with efficiency, man, I mean, how important would you say habits are real true lasting habits? How important has it been to develop habits that last for you, especially over the last two years, as you've kind of walked into this transition from corporate America to now business like entrepreneur,
1: right? I think that habits are essential. I don't think that we can function in a high performing way. I don't think that you can reach your maximum potential if you don't have the the habits built in to completely support that. And that goes from morning routines through the way that you handle your business and the way that you engage with your business and your life.
0: Mm, So juicy. Uh, Agree with that so much. So Amanda and I are in the camp of that you must raise. Now, let this one land. You must raise your ambition and deepen your discipline. That is a Brendan Brouchard quote. I cannot take credit for it, but I'm obsessed with it. And we both saw him speak at Rise Business. We attended Rachel Hollis's first ever business conference called Rise Business. If you're an entrepreneur, put that event on your calendar for this year. I think it's this, uh, I don't know the dates, but you could Google Rise Business. I mean, Amanda, would you say that that was transformational for us? Oh, that was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I mean,
1: we've had a few. We're in the live events business. So we've gotten to see quite a few things. But that conference was so inspiring. Mm -hmm. There was so much motivation. And the clear reminder was, A, everybody has habits that they've built. And two, there is great power and momentum.
0: Oh, my God. Every speaker that came on stage had a set of habits that were revealed throughout their talk. And so it just really was great encouragement for us that, well, we're really in this camp of high achievers. And none of the high achievers that we heard from at that conference did not not have a set of habits and rituals. So Brendan Brouchard said from the stage, who we geeked out over. I love him. I mean, I am obsessed. Me too. And I don't think from his Instagram, I knew how amazing he was going to be. I kind of thought, like, honestly, full vulnerability here. I was like, oh, he might be a little cheese. Like a little D-ish. Like, is he a little bit of a D? I can't figure it out. I think that I... I've followed him for a long time because I'm obsessed with habits and high performance,
1: but he was so endearing and quite uh. honestly, he was so funny. I laughed until I literally yes. was crying. His storytelling ability was
0: Bar none. His keynote was fucking fire. Yes. And it was literally like watching a master on stage. I'll link to um Brendan Bruchard in the show notes so you can see his books and follow him on all this stuff. But let me tell you, if you ever get a chance to see him live, oh. his storytelling. I mean, it, we were laughing. We were crying. We were inspired. All of it. OK, I'll get off the Brendan Bruchard yeah. train here. But we really believe this idea that um, when you raise your ambition, you deepen your discipline. And do you have a to do list? Or do you have a lifestyle? Do you have a to-do list? Or do you have a life? And I think that's something to really think about. And goals, habits, rituals give you a life. So in this episode, Amanda and I are going to share with you the top three habits we cannot live without that keep us in forward momentum. Now, A couple of disclaimers before we jump in. Stay to the end, because after we get done sharing our three, I'm going to share three. Amanda's going to share three. We're going to share some books that we love. So if you want to hear what those books are, stay to the end. Number two, I think it's important to point out that I'm not perfect. Amanda's not perfect. So while these habits and rituals are important in our lives, there're going to be days where I don't do it, where I fall off the wagon, where I I'm, I'm not the perfect human being that you may assume that I am. Would you agree course, with that? Of course. Like we're, you know, we're not robots, right? So uh, you know, let yourself off the hook and be prepared to give yourself some grace, especially as you're building out new habits. And number three, I would say you do you. Let these ideas inspire you. What works for Judy Holler, what works for Amanda Zayner may not work for you, but I do believe these ideas can set a foundation that will last and they may trigger something in you. These ideas may wake you up to possibilities that you didn't even know existed. So let this inspire you. Um, Amanda, would you add any disclaimers to that
1: list? Um, just a friendly reminder yeah. that perfectionism Ooh. is one of the ways that fear shows up. And as we talk about habits, and just like you said, neither one of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. We don't define our habits as sometimes we wake up late and we don't have time for that morning mm-hmm. routine. So it's just a friendly reminder that, hey, it's not perfect. And there
0: is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we've got to go. Uh, perfectionism is a really big way uh, that fear hides. Remember, fear's got... Fear's boring. Fear's a one-trick pony. All it wants to do is stop you. Stop, stop, stop. That's all fear does. And perfectionism is a way to stop you. I gotta wait till my website is totally done. Or I gotta wait till my business cards are perfect. Or I gotta wait until the kids are grown and they're away at college. Or I gotta wait until my husband gets a better job or I move to a different city or I lose the weight. you You will never be ready. Never. To get uncomfortable, to start a new habit, to boss the fuck up for yourself. So we've gotta start always before we're ready. And we really believe that these habits can be the inspiration to keep you in for momentum. So I'm going to jump in. Can I go first with mine? Okay. So I geek out over this habit. This is daily ritual number one for me. And I put it number one on purpose. I write about it in my book. It has been a transformational mindset shift for me personally and professionally. I do this literally. I don't think I've missed every now and then I may miss a day, but I do this almost every day, but I have, and I am power statement practice. And it's a journaling prompt where I literally write, and it's in my book. It's one of my homework assignments. I believe in chapter one in love yourself, love yourself. I believe that what follows I am will be. So if you were sitting around every day going, I'm a horrible speaker. I'm a bad wife. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a busy mom. I am always overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I am stressed out. I am too late. I am too old. I am too fat. You will be you will be. However, if you start to tell yourself a different story, things that are true, you believe to be true. Maybe they're not true yet because I think we got to dream big here. When we limit ourselves, we become limited. But if you start telling yourself things like, I am brave. I am beautiful. I am always getting better. I am right on time. I am wealthy. I am healthy. I am safe to relax and receive. I am calm. I am focused. I am a loving wife. I am in a beautiful relationship with my kids. You will be. Now, it doesn't mean there's not work on the back end to go get you some of that, but what follows I am will be. So every morning I write down 10 I am power statements. Some of these things are true. Some of, the, some of them aren't. A lot of times I'm writing in my I am journal, I am always flying first class. Now, some days that's true. Some days it's not. But if I don't dream big, I won't get big. So who is it that you want to be? And where is it that you want to go? And this may sound a little woo-woo because it is. And the universe always has your back. So what follows I am will be, that is ritual number one. It's a journaling prompt that I can't live without. And then equal to that, I'll give you a little bonus sidebar. Every day I track my fear experiments. So I either in the morning or, or the night. If I missed it in the morning, I'll do it at night. If I miss it at night, I'll do it in the morning from the previous day. But I'm always tracking every day my fear experiments. Did I get uncomfortable today? And you'll start to notice patterns. You know, has have I not had a fear experiment for three or four days? Huh, it's time to mix it up, fear boss. We have to get uncomfortable every day in order to effectively manage our fear. Right. So this will call you to the carpet. It'll keep you honest and you'll start to get a little log. So when you have something scary coming up, what I love about this is I can go back through my fear experiment list and go, well, holy shit, if I can do that and I can do that and I can do that and I can do that, well, I can definitely do this. So every day, 10 I am power statements, calling the hole. Who is it that I want to be? When you aim at nothing, you get nothing. And then number two, Logging my fear experiments every single day, two to three, or sometimes it's just one. You know, today I to to my fear experiment today will be I did a co-hosting podcast with Amanda Zayner, and that was awesome and I think scary. That'll probably be mine too. <laughs> I think we both have our fear experiment for the day. So that's my number one, Amanda. And I know you probably have a similar practice. I think we both do I am statements, right? Yeah, so I do it too. Um some of mine are more
1: about who I want to be even in business. So the things I want to achieve, like I'm new in this entrepreneurial space and I was in a corporate life for so long that I've had to kind of adjust the way that I talk about who I'm going to be. And I think that that's the really powerful part of I am statements. It's reminding yourself first thing in the morning, who you have decided that you are going to become Mm, and to live in that way uh, starting first thing in the morning. So the one thing I would add to that is that I
0: read in the morning. Oh yeah, that's Um,
1: right. Yeah. I read like 30 minutes, which I know for some of you listening, you're like 30 minutes. That's Mm -hmm. impossible.
0: I kind of have heart heart palpitations over
1: here. I'm a 10 minute girl. Yeah. So I get a cup of coffee and I read and do I do 30 minutes every day? I don't. I like to read a chapter of a book, but I generally decide what that book is going to be so that it can flow into mm. what I need to get done that day. So it can be a part of the intention of what I need to get done. So uh, start slow. Mm. And if you don't have a morning routine, just start with a couple I ams. It will completely change the momentum of your day.
0: Oh, I think that's so good. And I love that you added that caveat about reading on what is your plan for personal development for your boss? You know, there's a study by Harvard Business Review that says this, if you read just 10 pages a day, so which for the average reader is about 10 minutes a day, that's my minimum. I strive for 30 to 60. But if I'm even hitting 10 minutes a day, so for the average reader, 10 pages is 10 minutes a day. In one year's time, Fear Boss, you will have read 19 to 100 page books. And you think you don't have time, you have time, go small, microdose. Just reading 10 minutes a day, 10 pages a day, Will transform your life. It's really hard to get stuck somewhere old when you're always learning something new. I mean, my sister, I have people in my life that are, you know, busy moms, and they are barely—they are just trying to keep their heads above water, right? Uh, most of my friends have smaller children, and you know, I'm always leaning into this idea. You don't need to read the whole personal development book, but everybody's got time for ten pages. Go into the bathroom, lock the door, and read ten pages of a book, right? You got to boss up for yourself. So I love this idea of going small and working towards a goal, but I love. The big idea I think we're leaning into here is you have a—that's that's a part of your plan for personal development—is putting reading into your morning ritual, doing it first, eating the frog. Yeah, absolutely. And,
1: you know, it's kind of leading into this idea of habit stacking. So Perfect. go there. That's your yeah. next one. Talk I about mean, it. that is something that is just absolutely critical as you build out new habits and rituals. So I drink coffee. I drink coffee every day for decades. Mm. And so this became a practice of drinking coffee and writing in a journal. Mm. And I'll be honest, when I was in my corporate life, I read Uh, My work email and drink coffee and that crushed my vibe. Uh-huh. It completely crushed my vibe. And what I would want to tell my old self is what you should have done was write your I am statements, mm. own your morning for five minutes that it takes to do it, read a page or two of a book, or heck, listen to an audiobook while you're getting ready or, or a podcast. podcast, right? The
0: fear boss show. I got a good one for you.
1: <laughs> That's right. Oh, and fear is my homeboy. Yeah. The audiobook. just came out <laughs> to a week and a half ago. Yeah. So there are ways in this world of technology to kind of of like bring this into you uh but the point here is that start small get a cup of coffee add one thing in three weeks four weeks when you've gotten comfortable to do that doing that hey add something else it doesn't mean you have to have five things that you feel like you must do right. every day to feel successful that is a setup for failure yeah do one thing yeah add one small tiny Ooh. thing at a time where'd you learn about this idea habit stacking is there anyone that so we talk a lot about habit stacking um there's two people that really focus on this like out in the industry so yeah. ariana huffington oh yeah talks okay. a lot about habit stacking through thrive which is yeah, an yeah. organization that she's created and then James Clear who oh, wrote yeah, Atomic Love Habits. Him. He really focuses on habit stacking and just one more caveat remember that these are kind of environmental triggers. Yeah. So my coffee is my trigger to sit down and grab my journal. Mm. Um so keep that in mind these are super small things that you know Judy you all talk all the time about microdosing. Yeah. So microdose it. So small. Don't worry about being perfect. Yeah
0: go small, just start, just start. I mean, if you want full fear boss transparency here, most days I'm just doing my 10 power statements, you know, and obviously my fear experiments, those take me under 30. I mean, they're a minute, a minute of work. And I may have to think about a fear experiment, but most days I know the thing that scared me and I know my 10 power statements. I can kind of get those quickly out of my bones. I mean, that's under two minutes, a minute and a half so that it can always get done. Uh, but I'm not perfect at journaling either. So, you know, I think we've just got to give ourselves some grace, but all the stuff, will keep you in forward momentum. I'd say... My number two has to be goal-focused planning. And I know we both geek out over the Volt Planner. I will link to the goal-focused planner that has changed my life. I am on year four with my Volt Planner. It is a goal-focused planning system scientifically designed to keep you in forward momentum. You set a big dream and goal for the year. You set a theme for the year and you set some big personal and professional goals, but the science comes in because you're microdosing. So what am I doing in January? What am I doing in February? What am I doing doing in March. You're taking the big dreams and goals and putting them into 30-day windows. And the science tells us that when you put things into small windows, you double your chances of achieving your goals. So if this is the year you finally want to get some things done for yourself, I'd really encourage you and empower you to go look at goal-focused planners. I'll link to some of my favorites in the show notes, but the goal-focused planning system, specifically using the Vault Planner, has changed my life. Um, It gives me something to aim at, you know, because I've said it before on just in this episode when we were talking about I am statements. I believe when you don't aim at anything, you don't get anything. We have to aim at something. And goal focus plan, planning keeps me aiming, but executing, you know, action is everything. So, I would say a habit is obviously using the goal focus planning system, but to take it tactical for you, I every Sunday plan out my week. So sometimes it has to be on a Saturday if we've got family plans on a Sunday. Sometimes it has to be really early Monday morning. I have to set my alarm for 6 a.m. before the world rises to get it done because I like going into my Monday having my week set. So I'm either doing it on a Sunday, a Monday morning, or a Saturday, but I take 90 minutes, an hour of alone time to plan out my week. And then here's... A a kicker. Here's a habit that really full steams it. Every night before bed, I take a look at that. I take a look at my day because things are going to change. Kids are going to get sick. Flights are going to get delayed. Things are going to, calls are going to cancel. People will get sick. You'll get sick. So, Am I pivoting? And do I have bandwidth in my week to pivot when shit hits the fan? So guys, I would say hands down, uh, if you're not goal-focused planning, if you don't know what it is, jump into the show notes. I'll put all the links on all the things. But you can easily, with what you have right now, sit down the night before you, every night before you go to bed, take a look at tomorrow and say, is the am I showing up for myself first? You know, Am I doing something for myself first and my business first before I go take care of the rest of the world? But really, are you are you sort of setting direction the night before? And that's been a habit that I've I've really leaned into. I don't know if you do anything like that. I know you vote plan. Oh, I definitely vote plan. I got a vote planner after I saw you. Mm. Um,
1: I I met Judy, actually. Oh, yeah, people probably yeah. don't know the story. Say let's it. Just, yeah. Let's just toss let's that go, in. Let's toss that in. Right. So I was in the audience at one of Judy's mm. keynotes, and I was sitting there, and I felt like this woman was seeing into my soul, talking. <laughs> (laughs) talking to me telling me the things that I really needed to hear and after that talk I started using a volt planner and it's certainly changed my the way that I think about goals and the focus I mean sounds crazy but you write down goals it's most of you probably have at the beginning of January and then you forget about them yeah but when you have a practice a habit built in with a tool I mean a, a planner is a tool that helps you see those on a regular basis that reminds you of what was important to you. Mm. Um, It really changes the way that you do things and show up for yourself and for your business. And I'll tell you, I mean, it definitely shifted things uh, quite a bit for me. I'm going to jump kind of along with that. So another one of my habits is a little two fold, two related concepts. So only handle it once and write it all down. Right? So, In this goal focused planning, you're writing things down. Something that I know for sure, and there's science behind it, is that brain space is finite. So Mm. you have a limited amount of space in your brain. So it's so important. Um, You know, when you're really overwhelmed at work or Mm -hmm. in life and you're like, I just need to sit down and I just need to get it all out of my head and make this cumbersome list and all of a sudden you can breathe again. Yes. Well, that's because you freed up brain space. Mm. So all of a sudden it's not bouncing around in your head and you have this ability to create some direction of Mm -hmm. where you need to go to like get things moving. So the concept of making and starting lists is important because you're writing things down you're getting them out of your head and you're handling it. So that leads into another one of my longest used habits is only handle it once. Mm. And two girls sitting in an office in Ohio, it's kind of funny because the acronym is Ohio. Oh, get out.
0: Handle it once. Zam, mic drop, (laughs) mic drop on that. That's pretty good. Did you just put that together in your head right now? Or did you realize that when you wrote it in your notes? No, it's one of the things that
1: it's Just one of the things that we use a lot of acronyms, and this is one of them.
0: Ohio, only handle it once. This is a little bit of a new concept to me, so uh, give me me some scoop on this one. Okay, so
1: this idea that we waste so much time in our day thinking about the things we'll get to later. Okay, so I'm going to use really simplistic things. When you are putting dishes away from dinner, do not put them in your sink. Mm -hmm. They're in your hand handle it once put them in the dishwasher or do them Mm. dishes are never fun but they're definitely not fun the next day yeah good point right so mail when you go get your mail open everything get rid of all the junk and I'm even gonna stretch here so if you are still get magazine subscriptions page through them pull out what's interesting tear the pages Mm. because how many of us have stacks and stacks of magazines Mm -hmm. that we're never
0: gonna get to unless you're a vision boarder. I save my Oprah magazines (laughs) and I save two all All the other ones I throw away, you're right. And then I flag and rip the pages, but I do save some for my year-end vision boarding if you guys do any of that. But yeah, that's got to even think about that. Keep going. Good right. point. And
1: that kind of goes back to this brain space thing, because yeah. every time you look at those, it becomes a task that's oh. undone. It becomes a... And it's a pile of clutter yes, almost. Absolutely. And clutter's a
0: way fear hides, y'all.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do one last example for you, which I think is one of the most important is
0: email. Oh, girl. And that's where I'm about to go. Ooh. I'm about to go there. I, I can't, okay. What do you... What what are you gonna say about this okay so my I love hate with my
1: email i know i think we all do so my philosophy on email is born out of um i did some productivity training in corporate and one of the great authors kind of a, one of the godfathers of productivity david allen wrote a book getting things done mm. and he talks a lot about email so it's like the three d's of email only handle it once mm. so when you're in your email and you're giving it your time and attention delete it if it's junk And there's a lot of junk. There's a lot of things you're copied on that you don't need. Delegate it to someone else if it's not your work to do and do that immediately or defer it because if work is actually important enough to get done, you can schedule that work on your calendar and you can move that into a folder. Mm -hmm. The last caveat here is if it takes a minute to answer, go ahead and answer it because Mm -hmm. going back to it is just a waste of your time and focus. You've already touched it. You've already given it the attention it needs. Don't touch it again. What
0: are your three D's of email? So it is delete. Delete it. Uh Uh-huh. Delegate it mm-hmm. or defer it. Awesome. And I'd add even one more or do it. Uh, take action now. So we will give David Allen a 40. So d- d- add a do to that. Maybe it is something you can take action on right now, like eating the frog, Make taking action right now instead of like deferring it. Sometimes I think we can defer into procrastination, uh, but sometimes it doesn't need to be handled right now. So I love that. and We're about to talk about email defer, deferration, deferration. <laughs> is that even a deferring
1: it? This maybe? is really
0: professional podcasting yeah. over here. Y'all this it's is all
1: those D's It's too is, much. It's too much. We're going to talk
0: about <laughs> diversion in just a moment. Lord have mercy. No one write in with a, a, a hate email on how right. bad my grammar is right now. Okay. So last one for me, and then we'll wrap things up is y'all, this one's going to make you, I don't know if you're driving, Buck. just be careful right now. I'm going to say something that may make you pull your car off the side of the road. I do not look at my email most days until noon. And this may give you heart palpitations. So I want to put a disclaimer that I did not start this way. I worked into that and it is not perfect. I would say 80% of the time I am not on email till noon. There's going to be time where I'm on site. I have to be responsive to a customer. Amanda and I are negotiating a big client. We're, you know, a contract. We're filming something. We're on site somewhere or she's here in Ohio and we're retreating. We're here at our annual retreat. So our schedules are different. So I may have to look at email first thing, Uh, but I don't I don't, I don't, I do not let email boss me around. And I mean that with love because I love my customers and I love my work and I love what I do. And let me tell you, everybody in our business gets responses within 24 hours. We are so responsive. We are so loving and we are freaking bosses, but I do not let email run my day because do you know what email is? It is everybody else's to-do list. No, thank you. A fear boss bosses up for themselves first and then goes to take care of the rest of the world. So if you're working in corporate America, for you, this may look like taking the first 60 minutes, the first 30 minutes of your workday, y'all, do you guys remember a time, and my millennial fear bosses may not remember this. Amanda, you'll laugh. Do you remember a time, and I think it's you that said this to me once. Do you remember that there was a time when we literally did not look at email until we got to work because there was no other way to look at email? Like, we did not have cell phones to look at email. Like, where are my fax machine people at, right? So, right. I mean, there was a time. You didn't, you had a morning at home. You saw the kids off. You read the paper. Maybe talked to your husband, your wife, your partner for a little bit. And then you went to work and got in your email. Now we're waking up in the morning, going pee with the phone in our hands. And we are not taking a minute. And you wonder why we're behind and exhausted and stressed out and getting sick and have disease and have heart attacks and all of this stuff, right? It is not right. Your priorities are not mine. And if you're stressed out and you're late and you're behind, that ain't my problem. I would say from an entrepreneurial perspective, you have to give yourself Space to create and make the things that need to get made in your business first before you go take care of the rest of the world. So, I will never stay relevant as a creator, as a writer, as an entrepreneur, as a speaker if I am not doing the creative things required to go do that. So, maybe most of so I do my mornings for making. So, this is my book. I write about this idea. My mornings are usually for making the creative work. Most days, that's what I'm doing, unless I'm on the road. But my mornings are for making. I am reading, I am researching, I am watching TED Talks. I'm recording podcasts, Um, you know, um, moving goal project, creative projects forward. We're, you know, we're doing all of those creative things that need to get made in the business. And then we're at 11 noon, I break lunch, Peloton, whatever that is. And in the afternoon, I take calls. I mean, you, if you want to try to get a call with me, you will see that most, most days I only take calls in the afternoon on Tuesdays and Thursdays between two and like five. And there's flex in that sometimes, but I save my afternoons for accounting and email and meetings and phone calls and strategy sessions and all that tactical stuff that is so beautiful and so important, but I have to get my creative work done or nothing else will work. So that's kind of my perspective. And if you're listening to this podcast right now and you are a creative and you are running a business, if you are getting up in the morning and you are jumping into your email, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. It's not going to work. It's not sustainable and it's not right. So can you even just start by leaning into taking care of just the first 30 minutes of your day for yourself? The first 10, maybe you start with 10 minutes, micro dose. And maybe this is going to be your answer on how someone in corporate America. So say someone not that is doesn't run a business and they go into a job every day. What, would you have any advice for that person, Amanda, that wants to like get better at email? Like, how do how does someone in an environment like that give themselves the permission to like sort of set some boundaries here? I I mean we did talk about it just a little bit, but
1: let's think about it. What you just said is you have creative projects to do and email distracts you. Yeah. In email comes bad news comes misinterpretation fires right like, to be put out, yeah. <laughs> right? Like you read Stress. an email and it kills your vibe yeah. because you're like, Oh my gosh. And then it becomes the kind of this like internal conversation with yourself. And then all your energy has changed. Mm. And in some cases you just blow the morning. Yeah. So one of the things that I truly honestly wish that I would have been able to give myself, which I now so clearly can see that I could have done is go back to what happened before don't look at your email until you sit down at your desk because the truth of the matter is you're not doing anything with that information Mm. you've just read and consumed except worrying about what's next Mm. except robbing you from that joyful time of day of the morning where you can do something that matters because You're not doing the work. You still are getting ready. You're blowing your hair dry. You're cooking breakfast. You're getting your kids to school. And all you've done is change your attitude. You haven't taken action. It's impossible to take action um, when you have other things to do. So it's focusing you know, on what you're doing, where you're at. So that's kind of what I would say. Just do yourself a favor and try for one day a week, even Mm -hmm. to just not look at email until you get to work and see if that doesn't make some small impact in how you feel about yourself, your life and your family. I think that's the mic
0: drop takeaway. You don't need to not check your email till noon to have a beautiful, sustainable momentum-inspired life, you can just start checking your email when you get to work at 8, 9 o'clock, and you will have given yourself the gift of the morning. And that is how you begin to aim at something. So a couple of books, you've got Amanda and I's six, you know, you thought you were going to get three, but spoiler alert, you got six habits. So I hope those inspired you. A couple of books you're going to want to check out. I'll link to all the things in the show notes, but my favorite book on productivity is essentialism. Another book I love is a book called The One Thing. And I think Amanda and I would both agree that Atomic Habits by James Clear, Mike Drop, and then High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard, Game Change. Amanda, you're a fear boss. Before I close out the show, girl, I got to say thank you. You crushed it. Thank you. This was so fun. I'm so glad that we tried this out. What thank you for experiment. doing it. This is a fun fear experiment. And we were both nervous and excited. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life and you as a part of my business. So thank you for that. And if you haven't gotten the audiobook, Amanda does a podcast style Q&A with me what? at the end of every chapter. So go get you some and talk to us. Do you want to hear mo- more co-hosting vibe moments between Amanda and myself, Um, do you like, just talk to me. I guess that's my big call to action for you as we build out this podcast. Talk to me, DM me on the Instagram, tag me on social media when you're listening so I know you're listening, and tell me, you know, what questions do you have? What do you wanna see on the show? Who do you wanna see on the show? What topics do you wanna see me cover? This month is all about momentum. We've got two more shows to get us through January, and then we're gonna be leaning into February, which will have a whole new theme. Uh, I can't wait to reveal that soon, but definitely tell me uh, what you want more of. And I guess my second call to action to you, fear bosses, you know, out of everything that we've talked about today, what do you want to steal? Which one of these six habits are you going to steal? Tell me, talk to me, DM me, tag me on your post so I know what you're using. And of course, you can always email us at hello at judyholler.com to share your questions, show ideas, inspiration, love, high fives, and all. The good vibes. And as we've mentioned a couple times on the podcast, the audiobook is brand new. It just dropped on January 7th on Audible. So go get you some. So, Fear Boss, thank you for listening. And until next week, stay brave and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at j u d i h o l l e r. J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.